Welcome to episode 315. I want to get into this episode real quick. We're going to talk about King Saul and King David, and we're going to be talking specifically about when he battled Goliath. You can find this story in 1 Samuel 17. It's the whole chapter, but we're going to talk specifically about the relationship that King Saul and King David had, and we're going to also talk about the words that were spoken by Saul, by David, by Goliath. It is fascinating to look at the power of the word, the spoken word. If I can remind you when we started this series that we needed more power, we need more unity, and we need more sound mind, or we need more clear thinking, this is showing the power. And I want to show the power that is in the spoken word, and specifically also the word of God. If you remember in the previous episode, we talked about what the servants of Saul told saw about David, that he was a mighty man of valor and a mighty man of war. And David had never been to battle. So we're going to learn about this in this episode. The first scripture I want to talk about is, is found in Isaiah 54, 17. Love this scripture. I've talked about it a few times on this podcast. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me says the Lord. Now with that in mind, I want you to remember any tongue that rises against you. Isaiah came after David. So this was not spoken, but David understood the covenant that Israel had, God's people had in the world, that God was the one God, there was one true God, and it was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is David's profession. This is his declaration. He knows that he is a covenant person. He walks through life. He's been anointed as king. That means something. And David lived his life, not that he was indestructible, but he was God's guy. And I want to encourage you that you are God's guy or God's gal. You are God's favorite. If God had a refrigerator in heaven, your picture would be all over it. I've said that multiple times. I want to continue to remind you of that. But you are more powerful than King David. You have more promises than King David had, and you have more power. We need to just start walking in this power that we have. But enough of that. Let's go and look at what David did. And we're going to pick this up in 1 Samuel 17 and verse 31. Now, when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defiled the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you. Now, I want to stop right there. There's a lot in those verses, but we've got to see the power of the spoken word. And that's where I want to go. 
when we start speaking the Word of God, if you remember when I started this series out, three or four, and I'm going to try to connect all of these videos together. Not sure how I'm going to do it. But what we, when we see the power of the spoken Word, and when God said it back in Genesis 1, 1 through 3, God was present, the Holy Spirit was present, and the spoken Word was present. There was a creative power. There was power of God there. When Samuel anointed David, the Holy Spirit came upon David. So the Holy Spirit is present in David's life. The Holy Spirit, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is present in your life. And this spoken word of God, we have this Bible. And I'm telling you, I got to jump up and down. I've got to encourage you, get into the word of God. Allow the word of God to get into you because this is where the power is. This is how you walk in faith. This is how you learn to walk in the Spirit as you learn to get into God's Word. These are spiritual truths. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. That's what Jesus said. This Bible is Jesus. This Bible is the Word of God. I can't be any more emphatic about this point. God is His Word. God lives in His Word. God is His Word. And you have been given permission to use His Word and his name. And he's elevated his word above his name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. But right now we have the word of God. And I want you to just concentrate on starting to use that in your life. But David, I want you to notice there's a few things that David is telling King Saul. Hey, I've killed a lion and a bear. And when they arose against me, and I'm thinking about this lion rising up against David. And I'm told that a lion is about nine foot long. So if you can imagine Goliath is like nine, nine, they said, and a bear, when it stands up on its two feet, most bears are probably eight, nine, 10 feet tall. So David has already fought giants in the wild. He was guarding the sheep and he fought against these animals. And David said, this Philistine is no different. He is outside the covenant. He's outside of the protection of God. I am under the covenant. I am under the protection. And David had faith that God would protect him. And he went into this faith of his. This is how you walk in faith is that you see something in the Bible and you just go out after it. We're going to look at one more section because I told you in the last episode that Saul didn't really know who David was. Saul was the king of Israel. There's all kinds of hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions of Israelis that he was the king over. And he saw people coming and going in his palace all the time. And David was just some guy that was playing the harp when King Saul was feeling all tense or this distressing spirit got on him. And I'm pretty confident reading this next verse that Saul really didn't know who David was. And we're going to go to 1 Samuel 17, 55. When Saul saw David going out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, as your soul lives, O king, I do not know. So the king said to him, inquire whose son this young man is. Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? So David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And I want to stop there. King Saul had no idea who David was. 
Now, I want to remind you that David had already been in the king's presence. Back in 16, the servants talked about, hey, what you need is you need someone playing the harp. And Saul said, go get some guy that'll play the harp. King Saul did not have a personal relationship. He may not even have been looking at him. He may have not even been in the same room or may have not been in close proximity. He was just playing the harp and Saul could hear the harp and the distressing spirit could hear that David was playing the harp and the Holy Spirit anointed. I don't know how it worked. I wasn't there and I'm certainly not in the spirit realm. Whatever happened when David played the music, the distressing spirit left, Saul got better. David went back to the sheep. I don't know how long this took. Remember, God is not caught in time. God sees the end from the beginning and we are seeing David's life played out before us in these two chapters. David was anointed as king. He was young man. He's still a young man, but we don't know how much time has elapsed. So we're just having to guess or we're having to try to put these things together. But David is anointed. David has the Holy Spirit upon him and he has God's favor. And I want to encourage you when you start reading these stories in the Bible, I want you to put yourself in these stories because you are more powerful than King David. Because Jesus said that John the Baptist, and this is in Matthew eleven eleven, John the Baptist was the greatest man born of women up until that time. Jesus himself, out of his own mouth, said, John the Baptist, of those born of women, he is the greatest. And he was born of a woman. King David was born of a woman. Jesus didn't say King David was the greatest. He said John the Baptist was the greatest. And then he said... But the least, least of these in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. And I want to encourage you that you or I, it may, it's probably me, is the least in the kingdom of heaven. And I am greater than John the Baptist, which makes me greater than King David. So I can say all that by reading the Bible, by knowing the Bible. And I want to encourage you with the Bible. You are great and you have a greatness in you because you have God in you if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So let's start using that greatness. Let's start using the power that God has put on the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we have the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead living on the inside of us. You are a king. And be, by being a king, you can command the word of God and the name of Jesus. God give us that ability. It. I didn't write not one word of this Bible. And I'm telling you, I make a horrible Holy Spirit, but I want to encourage you to get into the word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit, what does this mean to me? And start applying this to your life. We need more kings and we need more power in the body of Christ. I could go on about this power thing and I probably will in later videos, but we need to start talking about the unity and we need to start talking about the sound mind and wisdom and all of that stuff that's also needed because there were three things. If I was in charge, I would, I would get more power, more unity, and more wisdom in the body of Christ, in the church, the modern church. So I'm going to move on from this episode. I'm going to start talking about unity in the next episode, but I want to stop here. This is a wonderful story. I know I probably can't give homework. First Samuel 16 and 17 is a great place to start if you're looking at King David and King Saul, and it is incredible 
the story. And I want you, I want to encourage you to put yourself in the Bible while you're reading that. And I want you to see yourself as more powerful than this giant slayer. That's enough right now. I can feel myself kind of starting to ramble on. God, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for King David. I thank you for giving us that example. And God, I pray that you would just encourage this listener with your word. Holy Spirit, encourage this person to to know that they are the greatest. Even if they are the least in your kingdom, they are greater than all of the Old Testament prophets and, and believers. God, we thank you. We love you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being a part of this, and I look forward to visiting with you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the No Doubt, No Fear, Only Believe podcast at www.nodoubtonlybelieve.com.